Hello, and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related. I am your host, Matthew, and I have my two little friends in two little black boxes, Ryan and Scott. How are you guys doing? It sounded like you said Polyhedron, which would be uh, a continental Indian uh, <laughs> gaming now podcast. I kind of want, I want, want Bali food or... Bali food? You mean Indian food? That that too, you know. I'm yeah. sure they have a unique cuisine. Yes, yes. Bali, yeah. Well, oh, this is polyhedron, just the normal, everyday white toast. Unfortunately, exceptionally white. Oh, we, yes. we were doing really, really, we were trying to do better with our representation, but then the pandemic hit, and that fucked everything up. <laughs> uh, but we're here. How are you guys doing? Everything all right? It's going, man. It, it's going. All right. Hey, cool. Scott, how's your gaming been? Uh, it's been good, you know, mostly a little bit less low-key now that I'm not, you know, I've taken off two games off my active roster. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, no, nice and relaxing, you know, got Scion, got Strahd. I think that's it, actually. Hey, you just got to night and put that energy towards Aberrant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, trust me. Trust me. Yep. It's in the kitten herding stage, so. Oh, yeah, it's the worst stage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's been good, been fun, been uh, been been liking what I'm doing and doing what I like. All right, Ryan, how about you? How's your gaming? That's uh, fine. I'm still in all the same games I've been in. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ran, what, uh, what video game are you playing right now? I am playing a lot of Slay the Spire, mm-hmm. like a lot. Um, I just listen to Knowledge Fight and play Slay the Spire. Mm. That's what I do. I don't have a video game right now. I've pretty much. I think I've basically exhausted everything that one can do in cyberpunk mm-hmm. um like the only thing i haven't done is the uh, the nomad life path which there's not much to an individual life path there's like the stuff at the beginning and then there's a mission somewhere in the middle that you yeah. get um, it's a sprinkling of the of the game rather yeah, than yeah and then and then a bunch of dialogue options you never you never got a ps4 right no dang all right well ps plus is pretty good this this month if you, oh really well yeah they're doing the final final fantasy 7 remakes on there oh man uh, uh, no, no. I'll, I'll i'll eventually figure something out about that but i mean yeah. I, I can't imagine ps4s will be expensive at this point i can't yeah, I can probably I can't, get my hands on one pretty cheap for like a hundred bucks or something which they're a great system like PS, playstation 4 is a fucking great system yeah playstation 5 who fucking cares uh, um, i kind of want one i want one uh, yeah, but like, what are you gonna play on it right now? What, like, well, what game yeah, are you looking true. for right now? Y- you are correct, but it's it's one of those things. It's kind of I wouldn't say future proofing because that's not exactly the right term. But I know that it will come, so I want a PS5 of it. Well, here's what here's the secret: wanting a PS5 or wanting any console at launch is dumb and wrong. And here's why: <laughs> yeah. they're always broken. The games yeah. always suck. You want the Wait until you have heard about the first round of critical failures, the the defect that they always miss, because there's always one. There is always a defect in every console generation, except Nintendo stuff, that bricks the system. Right. Every Xbox since, you know, 360 and the PlayStation since 3 have fatal errors that will brick the system. The the only thing that's that that will make me want to get a PS5 as soon as I can is the deadline for when they release the next God of War. Yeah, but also the other thing is they're already finding controller drift issues in there. Yeah, yeah, in that yeah, ridiculously yeah. expensive controller. Wait, just get the God of War Special Boy Edition when that comes out. The Ragnarok <laughs> Edition. <laughs> no, no, I I totally agree with you. I generally I didn't get my PS4 to like a year and a half after they came out. Like that's okay. when you should get them because then you know they've got. They've ironed out all the kinks, software and hardware, oh, like, yeah. and it's smooth sailing from that point forward. Trying to find a good video game to play, but we'll see. Well, you like suggestions? I mean, I got, I, know, I, 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 I got a, I, I'm, I'm picking through my uh, Steam library to find something good. <laughs> what did I buy four years ago that I never got to play? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Good old humble bundles. Yep. I got Doom that I, I mean, I've, I've never played the 2015, 16 Doom. Mm-hmm. I, and I still have it waiting. I, I mean, my back's fucked up, so I can't like I don't right. have chair time. But once I get chair time, I'm gonna shoot demons. Yeah, Doom. Uh, Doom is good. Doom Eternal's good too. Like they're both very good games. I played Doom like the the, the 2015 one. It didn't really grab me. It just seemed kind of one note. Oh, um, Wolfenstein, and that note on the other is hand. one long power chord. Yeah, Wolfenstein on the other hand, 
That's Wolfenstein um, New Order, I believe it was. Yes. Like the first of the new Wolfensteins is the good one, apparently. And everything else after that was... Uh, I, I enjoyed every Wolfenstein game I played. Uh, yes. New Colossus and all that? I actually did. I didn't like New Blood. I didn't. I don't. I think New Blood's a cash grab. That was kind of a yeah. It, it it was interesting, but it didn't really. You don't. You don't need it. No, you don't. Um the 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 one with the I haven't played the one where you play the two daughters because I heard that's just awful. That's new. That's new that's blood. New that's blood. what new I was blood, talking about. Young okay. blood or whatever. Young blood. Yeah, that that sounds awful. But like the core, like you know, you are BJ Blazkowicz. Yeah, yeah, Mr. BJ Blazkowicz. Just just fucking murdering Nazis left and right. It's so good. The new order, it's called the New Order Old Blood, which was uh, it was sort of an expansion off of it. Mm-hmm. And then the New Colossus was the sequel. Those are good. I have played all of them. I enjoyed myself tremendously with all of that because they did some wacky cool stuff in the New Colossus. Just Murdering wack. Nazis on the moon. Just, yes. That's some good shit. The thing that I'm really like grinding my teeth over right now is Persona 5 Strikers. Oh, yeah. I want it. I just want it so bad. I've never played any of the Persona games. Well, you can start with Persona 5 and not have missed anything. <laughs> it's not like they're they're not continuous or anything right. like that. They're their own stories, and they're all like 100 hours long. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I played the living shit out of all, uh, Persona 5, and Persona 5 Striker is apparently like, well, they could have probably just called it Persona 5 Part 2, mm. except it's not an RPG this time. It's a beat-em-up, but there's oh, RPG stuff in it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But it's apparently a full story that takes place after, afterwards, and is quite meaty. But it's uh, it's still sixty bucks, and I don't know whether I want it on the Switch uh, or if I want it on my computer. This ties a little bit to the news, and I think it's very interesting. Have you seen that Final Fantasy remake Integrade? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Is that an expansion? It's basically, from what I'm reading, what I've seen, it's just an expansion to the remake of going. Did you want to play uh, Yuffie? 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 Did no? you want to play Yuffie into the story? You can now. I like Yuffie. I liked her too, but that wasn't what I was like. I guess I think I think it's just like an expansion. It's a, yeah. a little dollop of story. And supposedly they have a weird um, mobile game you can get that has the entire Final Fantasy VII game on it. It's not. It's like in in. It's been re rendered. Like it, it's obviously not in the same exact pixelated format, but it's actually a little cleaned up. But mm. it's like the entire game on your phone. Interesting. I did research, and I know what FF7 Integrate is now. Uh-huh. It is the PS5 release of, of FF7 Remake that has a 4K resolution mode and has Yuffie's chapter as a separate chapter. But if you already own a physical copy of FF7 Remake, you get, you get it for free. Yay. Nice. You get the Good job. For free, which is correct. Yes. Also, how many... Oh, there's like... I don't know how many people ever got the physical. I mean, I specifically got the physical copy because I knew it was just going to be, I don't know, not worth something, but I like having physical copies of games because I don't want anyone to ever tell me I can't have a game I I bought. No, no, I agree with you. It's, uh, it's interesting. I didn't, I want just the next chapter to come out of remake. Well, saw yeah. you. <laughs> That's gonna be a be a. Minute. That's gonna be a. Yeah, minute. I know. See you in twenty twenty three. But but at least they have the engine and stuff done. That was the big problem with the first chapters. Like, how are we rendering this bitch? <laughs> how are we how are we putting this thing together? That it look real pretty. Yeah, um, but on that note, not much gaming stuff other than I've started a new Ravnica game um, that I'm live streaming every other Wednesday. That's Ooh. interesting. Uh, the GM is really good. I'm enjoying myself, so I will keep people. What are you playing? I am playing like what? Oh, like what my character is? Yeah. Well, tell me about your tell me about your dude, Matthew. My dude. Okay. Um, I am playing a ranger, but I'm playing uh, one of the UA reborn. I am a zombie man oh. because in Ravnica there is a faction called the Golgari Swarm, which are all like the waste disposal guild in Ravnica. Um, they they live underneath the uh, the the city prime, uh, city proper, and that's my dude. He's like, I don't know who I was, but I work for the swarm now. We'll see what happens. That's interesting. That's there's 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 flavors of Planescape in there because there is a very similar faction in Planescape. Uh, if, if well, Ravnica is a is a is a magic setting. I'm well it's aware. Magic together, yeah. But I'm just saying. 
yes. landscape. Yes. There's dudes that there's the there's the the corpse retrieval dude. They all worked for the same company, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same DNA. Yeah. And we're gonna go right into the news because that we that directly relates to something. Hasbro has decided to restructure itself. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't talk a lot about corporate stuff here because generally corporate stuff doesn't matter. Um, but Hasbro has basically divided itself into three main like groups, units, and one third of the one third of that company is now going to be wizards and digital stuff. So yep. basically, Wizards of the Coast, Magic Gathering, and D and D have gotten a much larger chunk of the corporate pie to devote to. So expect bigger and bigger things coming out of Hasbro from right. Wizards of the Coast. A part of the restructuring, we got a new logo for Wizards of the Coast. It's snazzy, it's slick. Which it looks, looks cool. like Doctor Who's logo somewhat, kind of. Yeah, yeah. so that's cool. Um, I'm very interested to see what they decide to do, what Wizards wants to do, um, now that they're going to just have more money, even more money. Even more money. Yeah, I, I read somewhere that that means that they're going to be upping their number of books that they're coming out with. Oh, boy. I'm worried about that. Yeah. That's where it starts. Mm -hmm. Where it happens, where the creep comes. I mean, the creep's sort of already there, but nowhere near to the extent of oh, was it. Oh, no, 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 no. Go back and like look at the... I mean, I've sat and read the release schedule for fourth edition on this podcast, and it's absurd. It was absurd. Yeah. Because every time I set a book, it was like, oh, did you think this was a setting book? Nah, dog, this book has nothing but mechanics in it, and all of them are better than the ones in the base book. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I'm we'll, we're gonna we're gonna have to keep our eye out. But uh speaking of that, they did recently reveal uh the next setting book that they're going to be releasing in, I believe, in March, May. May. May, yeah. Well, okay, so Candlekeep Mysteries is which is kind of a setting book in, in a very limited sense, is coming out this month. Yes. We are recording in March. Yes. Um, May will be von Richten's guide to Ravenloft. Yes. And the, right. uh, but it's more um, the demi planes of dread is more the kind of the stick sticking thing for this because yeah uh, the because the setting so it, I, I believe Curse of Strahd was released before Wizards put their foot down. It's like the setting book is also the adventure. Like right. yes, there is a sizable adventure but it is also a really nice setting book as well and that's how it kind of went with each you know one after that but they never did that so i guess this one is barovia's like really good breakdown right with all the weird locations and all the myth yeah it was in 2016 when they published the 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 5e one yeah and that's before because i think waterdeep dragon heist was the first time they were like setting book combined with yes they basically was waterdeep avernus mad mage doesn't count no mad well, yeah mad mage is not a setting book it's a pure adventure undermines its own setting yeah it's true but it changes from level to level yep uh it's at this point that i have to interject uh to just let the listeners know dear listeners this is the episode we have no topic. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're just going to be bullshitting about this stuff. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, yes. Well, this, we are just talking about what's going on in gaming. Yeah, there's a lot of there's there's actually a lot of stuff that's been going on, and we wanted to talk about it. Turns out, after uh, you know, we got about you know 60 episodes on pure topic. So Van Richten's guide will be out in sometime in May. They did a cool little like funny teaser. People picked it out real quickly. There's a lot of Amazon leaks and other book book supplier leaks and eventually people well, figured it out well before they got announced. Von Richten's Guide to Ravenloft was a book in second ed as well. It? Yep. It was an AD&D book, which is how they mostly like that was the closest and easiest way to figure it out. They released a little teaser photo and everyone's like, oh, they're doing Von Richten's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to talk a lot about like 30 examples of Planes of Dread. So don't expect a huge amount of detail on each plane, but it will be a nice chunk. Uh, we're going to get two new two or three new races and two new subclasses, which is the ones we saw from the UA, basically. I'm sure revised, of course, and, and play tested, but it's basically going to be the stuff that we saw. Now already. you can play a daywalker. Yep. Uh, he, yep. is he is Dampier. So I will, um, I'm probably personally, I'm probably going to pass on it. I am getting the special edition because it looks fucking rad. Yeah. Yeah. The special edition. 
also Murphy's running Strahd, so she'd really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, um, I mean, like I said, like I said to the two of y'all privately, uh, it is a Faerun based, or a, you know, a, it's a standard setting based book that's not Planescape or Spelljammer. So, <laughs> I mean, my, that is my call on it. You're gonna get your, you're gonna get your books. Apparently, well, they got to release some. Yeah, I mean, apparently they're coming. Actually, we got we got a problem though. If this is one of them, if this is one of the three for the year. We know, and we know um, uh, Dragonlance is the next one. We suspect that it's the next one. That means there's only one, three, there's one more left to even remotely get to Spelljammer or Planescape. Yeah, uh, you know what? I think they're just going to fucking edge us to death on this shit. <laughs> there's plenty of Spelljammer stuff on the DMs Guild, if you really want yeah. it. I know it's not official, but yeah, it works. that's Wow, that's a that's a whole conversation we can have about, like, the the weird gamer need to have the officially recognized promoted material versus basically fancy looking homebrew. Okay, well I can tell you this. Here's my example of why I like the official rules, and I and I, we've had this conversation off mic. Well, you may have heard me say this before. For Blood Covenant, I had my own version of Vicissitude to make it function in V five. Thought it was okay. Then the actual official version of Vicissitude came out in V five. I was garbage. <laughs> they are paid for this. They are good at it. And they have reviewers, editors, and many minds. They get paid the big bucks because they're just, they understand their own system so fucking well. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, it's not always like that, but there's definitely, there's definitely, you're going to hit more than you miss when you go with the professional, like, officially released stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so, Speaking of vampire, oh no, the uh, and I mean, I know all of you out here know this, but we're going to talk about it the great wailing and gnashing of teeth that that was un unveiled to us, great howling at the moon, fucking bloodlines, too. Man, it is, it's donezo, donezo. I don't know if it's donezo because there's a lot of finished product that they have, yeah, it's true. It might be wasteful to not set it up, but I just really don't want them to put out i don't want to put out crap don't put out crap <laughs> here's the only thing that gives me anything like hope is that paradox is not shit yeah like paradox puts out good games so i am willing to i'm that is the only thing that i'm i'm willing to give any sort of benefit that that out about like if this were you know if it was back with ccp or you know, back when they didn't have like a video game, a good video game company backing them, I would say it's donezo. It's, you know, it's, it's nothing. But Paradox has a reputation and it's a well-earned reputation. Yep. So we'll see what they do. I'm pretty sure like uh, from the stuff that I've heard, uh, so the, the full, the full of what's happening is that uh, Bloodlines 2 has been delayed indefinitely. Yep. They've pulled hard suit labs off the project. They are no longer developing the game. Uh, and they, they haven't said that they have a new developer already lined up, but they've heavily implied that they have a new developer in the works. I got the spin And up. basically they said, yes, everything that hard suit labs has done, we're, it's, it, none of it's getting, you know, we own it. Yeah. We, we are taking it from them. Uh, so we have the basis of what hard suit labs did. And then whoever they give it to, or if they do it in-house or whatever they do, it has that base. They they don't have any anything that they have to throw in the in the they have to throw in the trash. They don't have to go back to basic back yeah. to the core of it and build up, which is years and years of development. So um, it, it's the frustrating the frustrating thing is that we don't know why any of it. I have a comment about this. So you said I think the reason they pulled the paradox pulled it is because they have a video game group. They have a video game section. They can say, did you review this game for us? How is it looking? And they're like, mm -hmm. it's kind of garbage. It's not what we want. Probably. And they're like, okay, we trust you. We're going to pull it. And I give paradox. I give props to paradox for going to having the balls to a game that was nearly ready for release to going. No, supposedly, supposedly. supposedly. Right. So I, I, I 
as a software developer, I don't do game development because I, I chose not to do that because I wanted not to hang myself before I was 40. Uh, but I, I do not envy the, the, the guys and gals that they are going to put on this project. I can't imagine the spin-up it's going to require to familiarize themselves with all that's already been done. Like just I, coming into coming into a project when it's already mostly done is actually kind of a nightmare scenario because there's a lot to learn. Like there's a lot to figure out. And then also you don't want to, there's a lot of intricacy and in systems that you don't, won't easily under anyway, you get yeah. it coming in late. Well, hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, 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 it's so strange. Like this is, this is not normal. No. Um, so like, it just boggles the mind. Like what could it have been? What was so bad? And then you combine the fact that, you know, they fired the head writer and other creative team members before like hard suit labs fired those people. And it's like, what the hell is going on? What the fuck is happening behind closed doors? Oh, I bet there's some politicking going on is what oh, I, I bet's happening. It. it has to be for this much nonsense to be just, just yeah. smiling around. Yeah. So that's, that is incredibly disappointing. Big old bummer. Big old bummer was, was kind of looking forward to it. Cause you but... know, then you, cause you know, when you don't have a good software development team, you get the werewolf, the apocalypse game that came out. Oh recently. yeah. Uh, Jesus. I wasn't going to talk about that. I was kind of, no, let's talk about it. earth blood was fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, there are some good parts of it. People really like the stealth mechanics. Then why aren't you a ragabash in it? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like if it's if it's a stealth action game, why did you make the character Nairun? Yeah. Audience, we're not talking about Heart of the Forest here. We're talking about Earthblood, just to be very specific. Heart of the Forest was fantastic. Yes. Because it was a story game about stories and things with mm -hmm. art and stuff and writing. Yeah. Um, this is a game about r r killing dudes. Yeah. Yep. Cutting them uh, up real good with no hit detection, yeah, and, like with no hit feedback, and uh, for some reason, just always being in Krino's form being is just a great idea. Yeah, like if they wanted a stealth action game, like I don't get like that. That's upsetting in that someone should have said, "Hey, this is a stealth game. Why are you in a room?" Yeah, I mean, like. Sure, you can have stealth of ruins, but if that's got to be a very sm much smaller part of the game, not a fucking Fianna. Yeah, yep. It's mm. like a Shadow Lord of rune. Yeah, maybe that's a stealth of rune. Yeah, yeah. Not a Fianna. Yeah. Well, it just, it you know it, it sounds like I'm nitpicking here, but it it shows a problem that I don't think when they were doing. I think Werewolf was such a second thought when they approved that idea that they didn't have anyone thinking about werewolf yeah. enough to have oversight on it, to ask these questions. You, your your issue correct. is your issue is the core conceptualization conceptualization of it going, this is what the game, the, the role-playing game, and this is what happens in the role-playing game versus what we can put on screen. Yeah, exactly. And there's a disconnect there. Like, you know, apparently the, the, the dudes that made that, they, they are known for making stealth action games. Okay, fine. But if, if they were just going to make another stealth action game, there's a way to do that within the context of Werewolf. Yes, absolutely. They just, but they just did not do, they oh. didn't square the lore correctly. And if they had, it probably would have been a better game. Yeah, because I think the big part is the game is probably, I have no idea how long the game is. I can't imagine. It's probably like, hold on, let me look up how long this game takes to beat. I, I think I have an, hold on, I have an idea. <laughs> Main stories, eight hours. Okay. Oh my God, that's nothing. So here's the problem. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. They had a game that was four hours long and they needed to pad it. And the way you pad a game that's four hours long is you insert combat mechanics. You insert as much pointless, shitty, crappy combat as you possibly can into the game to pad it out. And I'm pretty sure that's what they did because the combat in this game looks fucking ridiculous. It's awful. It, like, and also, you said, it was how, how long was the main campaign? It said main campaign without any of the extras is eight hours. Not for 50 bucks. 
Nope. Go fuck yourself. If you want to give me like a 15 hour game for 50 bucks, okay, we, we can start I talking. Can, I have paid $50 for a 10 hour game and felt fine with it. Yeah, it's but it's got to be a real good game. It's but I was like, looking at a piece of artwork here and not yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. not this. Yeah, and I've, and actually, I've watched most of the gameplay. Like, I went through it, and my issue is, is like, at the very beginning, there's like a 10-minute cutscene of them trying to explain everything to you, of like the metaphysics of Werewolf, and I'm like, Ugh. don't do that. You need to explain it in the game as I'm doing it. The show, and like, I remember some of the, like, yeah, they, it's like, you couldn't have just like shown and not told, or just like, there's a lot of ways to do it like yep. i'm not here to give we're not here to give writing lessons that you know you know there are ways to express those thoughts and feelings in a in a narrative without like you know just having a 10 minute conversation between three dead-eyed fish characters <laughs> at a, at the start of the game which i watched and was like what is happening right now this is insane yeah uh yeah and also it's like man it sure is good for this guy to like just just fucking hulk out all the time you know last i checked hulking out all the time is not super great like it's not a good idea per se no it's bad it's real bad to stay in that that frame of mind and it's hard on your body and right and the problem was like they would push it and it's like you can do this as much as you like and it's like there are no downsides your humanity doesn't change like there's no debuff there's no oh you gotta go you got to build up a oh shit o meter to go. Yeah, that would actually have been a cool thing. Like you have to build up the rage meter so you can go into Krino's form, like an ultimate form. Right. Just have that be Rage of the Gods because yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I'm about to finish this fight. I'm not going to be feeling pretty good, very good afterwards, though. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. I mean, obviously, obviously, check out the game yourself. You may enjoy it. I know some people have said they have enjoyed it. It's all up to your own personal taste. It's just we were not impressed. Or just read the Werewolf the Apocalypse core book. Yeah. <laughs> or do pretty that. Good. I'm pretty sure it's better written. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Yeah. What else in the news? What else in news? What else uh, is news? Mage 20, uh, Victorian Age Mage, is currently on, on Indiegogo, which is yep. a different. Indiegogo is also a very, a very good, uh, good site to do this stuff with. Yeah. Well, they're, Onyx Path has given, like, it's, well, it's being done by Onyx Path. And Onyx Path has, like, been, like, we are trying Indiegogo out. Yes. Like, we are seeing how it works um, for our model, and we're doing in doing Mage to do that. I think they'll be pleased, because I think it's the audience. I mean, the audience will just follow wherever. It's like, where do I put the money? Mm-hmm. Who send this to, please? Yes. Yes, please, and thank you. Uh, I mean, I've been I've been reading some of the comments that people have. Like, there's a lot of mixed opinions on whether or not how how Indiegogo is as a platform for, for RPGs. Has there been just downside? Have there been like are there horror stories or? It's just people people find the the experience not as not as intuitive or oh, uh, like the tracking of things like they don't get the customization oh so this is a to... user experience problem okay yeah. like yeah the user experience on indiegogo just isn't isn't as good for high engagement mm-hmm. stuff. yeah there, there's no like comment section got it yep okay i i understand exactly what the issue is then that makes sense Well, especially since and uh like especially since part of onyx path kickstarter model is we have a big back and forth with with our uh, with our backers. Got it. You, yep. Yeah, people want a lot of engagement. Or well, some people want a lot. I don't care. Like I could give yeah. a shit less, honestly. Like once it's like as long as the thing comes around the time you said it was going to come, I I don't care how many tweets you do. <laughs> do we on Indiegogo? Which I hope them the best love. I think it's well overfunded now, and it's Victoria Age Mage. So if you like Victorian era and magic, there you go. Um, what's interesting though, and Scott, I know you're gonna like this. The next Kickstarter, the official next Kickstarter for Onyx Path, will be Trinity to condemn you adventure, adventure, ah, adventure. Finally. Very <sighs> excited for that. I love. I, I love. I've never like played it, but the one when we were doing our deep dive all those years ago, which feels like a think about how long ago that was, because as Matt was big, in the big department, time. it was crazy. Anyway, it sounded like the most fun one. I mean, it is Nazi punching by volume. Like, yep. That, that is what... You're not going to make me sad about punching a Nazi. I don't get tired of that. And, and it's got to do the big, like, Indiana Jones wet, like, meat slap hits. That's yeah, what it needs to sound like. like. Punching a side of beef. Yeah, man. So get some yeah. Foley work in here. 
Yeah, I am looking forward to that. I, I I love that they're fully leaning into, hey, it's World War II times. We're going to yep. fuck up some Nazis. Yep. yep. Um, that is that is what they need to do for this time in our in our existence. In, yeah, interesting that like I'm I'm over, like over it in video games, over it in T, kind of over it in TV and like media. Like not, cl- I don't. I mean, I don't really just have a like a emotional relationship with murdering Nazis on screen as much as I used to. Even though you know, it's still great. You know, as yeah, much no, as you like, it'll, it'll still give you a chuckle. But I'm not going to go like pay money to see a movie that's about shooting Nazis, right? However, I would play a tabletop RPG about killing Nazis. I think Inglorious Bastards really kind of that was it. Like, that off. Well, that was it for me. All right, I'm good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Uh, I'm made... intrigued by it because I want to see what their interpretation of the lore, the mm-hmm. backstory lore that they have for these these big characters, are for their new iteration of Trinity Continuum. Yeah, um, because. It'll... That was part of the fun of the original one. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, the because they're just basically moving it up. Like they're not really changing much in terms of like the 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 origin of the lore. Right. Although they are changing it a little bit. I mean, you you got you got some of the the flavor of that in the setting secrets document for Aeon about mm. how, the things that they've changed about it. But for the most part, it's unchanged. Um, but yeah, and I'm interested to see how mesmerists and stalwarts work. Yeah. Yes. Um, that is because, the that is the big question mark that a lot of people on the forums and discords have had is like how would you do it i've told them you can kind of do it now mm-hmm. it's not impossible especially with superior rules and psyads they're not going to be super balanced but you can do them yeah you know? i th- i think it'll be interesting to see how they re- repackage everything mm-hmm. um because i think they're definitely well i think i think probably stalwarts are going to be more different than we might imagine because Maybe. superiors yeah. are kind of they're kind of their own thing mm-hmm. like they are they are created by a process yeah uh, whereas yeah. stalwarts are more naturally occurring yeah where stalwarts felt more like what superiors are now in the first edition mm-hmm. well, i'm wondering i'm interested to see what they do because the whole point of stalwarts is just to emulate sort of the more fantastical elements of mm-hmm. being one of these pulp heroes like uh, was it um, Duck Savage? Duck Savage, Man of Bronze. He's literally kind of like he's got this Idonis like physique that he has through weird esoteric treatments has made himself like near perfect physically. Mm-hmm. Whereas like and mesmerists are, are supposed to be more like magic magic users, yes. pulp magic users, right? Uh, which it'll be interesting to see how they re- reskin everything and, and make it make it all. Yeah, work. Obviously, we'll let everyone know we'll when it goes live. It'll be great. It'd be cool. Uh, I'm interested. Maybe we'll have someone on talking about adventure because that's somebody we haven't really like deep dived into. Oh yeah. Remember, one he only had one book. We got one only book. One for... book, and hopefully we'll get more. Yep. 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 Um, what else about adventure? I had a thought about adventure. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be fun. Oh yeah, the thought was I saw someone on the Discord talking about how it really is kind of sad that you can run both at an adventure game and a Trinity Core game about punching Nazis. Uh, and you can always do the whole space nazi thing later on in in aeon if you could in fact do space nazis yes space nazi bunch space nazis uh but anyways we're going to go on to uh, some other news and this stuff is going to be a little more serious oh shit spicy news spicy news very spicy news stuff that's been developing in the last 72 hours we would be remiss not to mention this because this has been a bit of a emotional roller coaster for Matthew because Matthew has been invested in the in the actors in this for quite some time, and it's just like never meet your heroes, heroes, kids. That's basically what I came to think of it. So, I believe last week or last uh, like last Friday, Luke Crane of Burning Wheel fame, someone I started reading Burning Wheel in the last week and just sort of fall head over heels for it. Really liked the game. Who's that? Luke Crane. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, Luke Crane, <clears throat> I'll explain, uh, is the developer of Burning Wheel. It's Burning Wheel being the game that you probably have heard about and never played. Burning Wheel is a very extensive sort of niche RPG where it crosses the line very well between character like prota- and protagonism and like making sure the character's personality and weaknesses come into the game and reinforce the uh, narrative. I won't go into a whole deep dive of Burning Wheel. It's a very complicated game, but it's still really interesting. Sounds like that deep dive won't be coming either. Uh, no, that's 
that's another thing we need to talk about. We'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. <clears throat> but regardless, Burning Wheel was very successful, very popular amongst the industry. But again, it's one of those niche games you probably never really heard about. You've heard of it, but you never really played it. Games like Torchbearer and Mouse Guard are based off of it. Correct. Um, and it, it's one of the few games you can't get on PDF. You can only get a physical copy. Even in modern revised gold edition, you can only order it physically. Yes, you can go get pirated copies, sure, but no official PDF exists of these books. They have to be given to you in physical, uh, physical, the physically bound books. Mm. Yeah, and it looks like the Bible, which also leads into some other problems. Uh, I don't give a shit about the Bible. Well, it looks like the Bible, therefore, implies certain things about how it was written and how it should be interpreted. And does it? Does yeah. it? Well, based on some of the things we're about to talk about, you could change your mind on it. We'll see. Uh, so Luke Crane, notable person. He's worked on a lot of other things. He's also the head of games for Kickstarter, which means he has got his finger squarely on the pulse of TTRPG industry, right? Will you agree to that? It, it's not an insignificant position. He is apparently a person of note. A person of note. He launched a very tongue-in-cheek Kickstarter called The Perfect RPG, and it was going to be a collection of basically zines, which in February is a big uh, tabletop zine month for Kickstarter. It's a kind of a thing they've been doing the last couple of years. It's really interesting. But zines are very short, like 30-odd page black and white RPGs. And he was going to make a collection of them put together by various writers in the industry it was called the perfect rpg everything was like oh look how awesome and hardy tardy and and like awesome and capable these rpgs are it was very funny but there were some problems notably when when presented uh people found out that a certain individual named adam copel we haven't really mentioned before but I'm pretty sure we talked about him at sure, some point. We, I, I know we, sure we talk talked about something when when the whole sh the whole stink occurred. It so, may have been on patron content. Yeah, I don't remember. It may have been a patron content. But Adam Coble did a very uh, wrong thing on his live stream, and he got burned for it very hard, and he went silent for a while for the last year. So we hadn't. He had been writing on books. He'd been doing a lot of other stuff before then, but then he went silent. Now, after a little bit of hemming and hawing, we found out on the list of contributors to this uh, Luke, uh, this perfect RPG, Luke Crane's uh, project, he's one of the writers on it. So I, I think the order of operations is pretty important here to get context about what's going on. So it is because I was a little, I was. When, when this was explained to me, I was a little confused about, I didn't quite understand. So the order of operations actually helped me understand why this is a problem. Yes, <laughs> correct. So this is not by any means a comprehensive review of what happened um, because you know, this is all very new, but this is just what I've read about the subject. So there was sort of a cover mock-up released that had the list of everyone on, on the, the project uh, and, you know, just very standard thing. Uh, and um, Adam Koble's name was not on that. Then another another image got released with all the writers on it that did have his name on it. Uh, the first cover mock-up had everyone's names in alphabetical order. Mm -hmm. The second cover mock-up, the one that had Adam Koble's names on it, was in reverse of the alphabetical order, so that his name was at the bottom. First name. First, first name reversed. Yeah. So... There may or may not be more extenuating details regarding this, but from what, what we're gathering, a lot of people, after this was all revealed, a lot of the people who are working on it pulled out Yes, for one reason or another. There's conflicting information about why people are pulling out and, and when, that, when this is going down. Uh, Luke has made a statement basically putting the blame on harassment. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's other voices coming out saying, no, I pulled out because I don't want to be on the on the same page with that guy. I choose to believe that that's both. Both of those things are true. Uh, that's probably true. <laughs> it entirely possible. Again, this is like within the last 72 hours. So this is very we're just reading from every source we can find, kind of just putting the piece together. And and also after the list of contributors got pulled with Adam's name on it, that list disappeared. 
He pulled it off the Kickstarter and then Luke Crane canceled the Kickstarter because he cited a too many people pulled out. He could not provide the product that he said he would provide. And so he canceled the project and he said he committed that we will be relaunching this at later time uh, under a different name or something. So that is the summation of it. Basically, a controversial figure got added to a list, and it seems somewhat skeptical about the why that person got added. And and it seems like and who they do have a. It, this was an important question. I didn't know. I had to ask. Are were Luke and Coble friends? Yes, they were. Apparently, they are friends. They are people who know each other in the real world. So. I was a little skeptical, and then I was like, ah, but it does sound like you may have, I mean, changing the sorting on a list like that, I don't know if the, he did that to be like, well, we don't want to put give someone quote-unquote top billing, even though it's alphabetical order, who fucking cares? But like putting his name at the bottom does seem tricky. Yeah, adding his name and then resorting it. And yeah. at, it seems tricky. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't smell right. And part of it is... Luke being as prominent as Luke Crane, Crane is would obviously be nominally aware of with the controversy with Adam Coble. Luke has the pick of the litter of the people he would want on a project like this. He really probably would. Even if Adam came to Luke and go, Luke, I want to do this. It's it, he could easily say no to it and find someone to replace him. It wasn't like he absolutely needed Adam on the project. What it comes down to is this fellow knew the guy's problem. He knew what he had done. He knew why it was a, why he was a controversial figure. He chose to include him. Yep. He chose to platform someone who did a bad. Yep. And to my knowledge, I don't know, like, listen, I agree. I, I believe wholeheartedly in that you can do something bad and come back from it because otherwise, well, we should all just fucking kill ourselves. Cause we've all sinned. Um, but, you know, I don't know if he should get to be he to headlining on the big projects right now. Maybe he needs to go do something, go do something else for a while, show that he's, you know, changed as a person. And Well, part of the scuttlebutt about Adam is that his apology wasn't really an apology. Was it sorry, you sorry, I hurt your feelings? Kind of. Yes. Uh, I love those. Yeah. It's like I made a mistake, but this is bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't it wasn't owning any of his real um, uh, ownership of the situation and how much power he had in that situation. And he also like did a like he then he like did a big article about stuff in which he never really owned up to anything and claimed that he was moving on from role playing games and yeah. then is trying to sort of and then it looks like he's surreptitiously trying to get back in and, and, yeah. and there are ways to handle a situation like that with grace mm -hmm. and you know civility and ownership of, of the mistake and i think that there are ways to do that without burning a person's life to the ground so on and so forth but i don't it doesn't sound like he did that work yeah it doesn't yeah sound like he did that work and coming coming back on in a project that it doesn't seem everyone knew he was on right or he's attached to a bunch of other different people like if he wants to come back he should put his own goddamn kickstarter together and have it be his name and his name only right yes and then let it stand or fall based on his own merits trying to raise him up based on the you know the good graces of everyone around him and you know the hookup from his homie does not look great. Yeah, it's it's very problematic. As someone put it out, Luke's doing a very big thing in the wrong way, and that in his reaction to the outrage, the backlash for adding Adam to it and trying to somehow hide it or misdirect it is not the proper response when something like this happens. Even if he didn't, if if that wasn't his intent, yeah, it sure as fuck looks like it is. Yeah. Yeah. The optics is bad. It could have been just a real cock up from 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 you know balls to shaft. Yep. Right. <laughs> yep. But it doesn't it looks bad. It looks bad, it smells bad, and it's th this ain't it, this ain't it, Chief. Yeah. Yeah, this this it was this this doesn't sound great. So yeah. But you know what? 
that's all we should really say on the matter because we don't know jack and or yeah, shit. We, we'll figure we out if something large and, and revelatory comes out. We'll we'll mention it in a later episode. It's just it's a problematic thing with notable figures in the community that we have for RPGs, and we're trying to be better. We all yeah we're trying to be better. That he did this when he's in the position that he is in yeah. just does not look good. Well, it nope. does. Well, that's that was one of the the most important things to me is that he is apparently a person of some, some note and some influence. His word means something. And once that power dynamic is like that, it does seem like you're trying to shoehorn your buddy into something that, you know, he probably ought not be a part of and just say, well, you'll fucking deal with it. You know, like you'll, I say he's in, so he's in man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it it looks like a very weak cover and it's it's projected as such and people are very pissed about it. Which sucks because Adam Coble sort of got me into Iron Sworn and Dungeon World and a few other games. I really liked liked him, liked his style. And Luke Crane, I was starting to get stuff into Burning Wheel. I was looking to using Burning Wheel for something else and for a game I wanted to run. And now I'm having to sit down and question what the heck am I supposed to do? Uh, I don't know. I I think that as long as you don't try and like defend somebody for doing yeah. something shitty, you're entitled to your joy. Yes, true. Like you yeah. can take something done by a shitty person and you know, not try and sugarcoat it or 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 pretend that it's something it's not. Right. And get what, you know, bring whatever joy you can out of it because, you know, hey, we only have so much. We only have so much. Yeah, we only have so many nights around the gaming table. That is absolutely true. You're 100 percent right about that. It's it's as long as I'm not trying to be a shitty person with a shitty with a shitty person's game. Yeah, exactly. As long as you're not an apologist for something that you shouldn't be an apologist yeah. for. I'm not live streaming something like this. I'm not yeah. trying to promote it. That's also another argument we we have to make is if you're doing something like live streaming something for other people's entertainment, then you're giving that thing a platform, which is a whole other kettle of fish to talk about. Um, but yeah, it, it unfortunately, Burning Wheel is still a very interesting game to look at and play, but I will be looking at other things as well because I want to look at my options. There is nothing wrong with reading that man's book and taking inspiration from some of the good ideas in it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, did he do Torchbearer? Which I... Yes. Like, oh, he did He has... He has... It is not an OGL product. Mm -hmm. So anything... Uh, anything derived from the... Uh, burning wheel he's a part of in some way ah i think uh torchbearer was uh thor's which is a buddy of like a collaborator and co-writer on burning wheel co-developer mm. is torchbearers and i don't know who and obviously for mouse guard he must have gotten the ip he mm -hmm. must have purchased the ip for mouse guard because that's that is a book series so there must be Luke has got a lot of hands directly into the other games that are involved. I see. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of homebrew stuff that people have derived it off. Like people have done exalted people have done all sorts of other things um, for different settings. But again, they're all homebrew. They're all not a net developed by professional writers. They're all mostly just you and me, which is fine. Some of that stuff can be great, but it's hit and miss a little bit. So wait, didn't Adam Coble do uh, Dungeon World? Yes, he did. Oh, and you can buy Dungeon World off the Burning Wheel site. So that is that implies a definite relationship between the two of yes, them. Yes, because uh, Dungeon World is based off the Powered by the Apocalypse, and I think I think Burning Wheel is an inspiration for Powered by the Apocalypse. I think it, so. Yeah, there's there is a there's a continuity of design and the people who are the writers that sort of bleed through all these different projects. Gross. Yeah. It's, it's all gross. Sucks. It's gross and nasty and I don't like the smell of it. And it just, it just, it makes, makes, makes my joy go away. Yeah. I'm sorry, folks. If I've removed your joy, I apologize. I cannot give you that joy back. I can just hope for a speedy recovery. Yes, you can dance, dance, dance for their joy.
They can't. Oh, he's doing a shimmy. I'm it's doing good. a shimmy, everyone. Good. Shimming for your joy. It's all right. We'll put. We'll make a. We'll make a YouTube video of, of <laughs> Matthew dancing. We'll do a GIF or a TikTok, um, because that's what the kids do these days. Yeah. Yeah. Do a TikTok. Do a fucking TikTok right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. For on that note, though, we're gonna close it. I know it's a little bit of a bummer, but oh, really? We're not gonna like actually bring back their joy, you son of a bitch. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Talk about something happy for God's sake. God's sakes. Uh, I like role playing games. That's, that's cool. That's my joy. Mad Mage is fun. We like playing Mad, Mad Mage. Mad Mage is, is a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, just on the side, because we just had to kill nine Mind Flayers. Oh, shit. That was oh. hard. All at once. That was hard. All at once. We womp stomped the big guy. We could have died <laughs> real easy. Yeah. We got real lucky. Woo. Real lucky in that we fight. We saved against those dominate monsters, man. No one got monched. No, no, oh, came God. real close, but it wasn't. But it was through clever use of pushing, shoving, Sh- shoving rules. Yep, shoving has become so important. <laughs> so, did you utilize the pusher robot and the shover robot? No, you're not wrong. That's exactly what happened. Did someone go down the stairs? No, he literally. We have a shield guardian that shoved me out of the the hold of a mind flare that was trying to eat my brain. Hack. So it literally was a shover Chewy. robot. Umph. <laughs> Where's that from? The terrible secret of space. I don't. I'm not. I am not familiar with this media. Um, all right. Uh, okay, listeners. Link in the show notes. Terrible secret of space. If you don't know it, you don't know pure internet lore. Oh, uh, I, I think be, you showed. You probably showed me these two to it. Post haste. Oh dear. Terrible. Where? Go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. That whole thing. Yes. And Okay. Bye-bye, guys. Everyone. Bye. Bye. We are here to protect you. And killing us. And killing us. And killing us. Hello, everyone. Matthew here. If you enjoyed the show, you can always contact us at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, as well as at polyhedroncast on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Divis Malkav on Twitter. And I'm at Arduous, R-J-U-O-U-S on Twitter. And if you really want to show your support and get some extra content on the side, head on over to patreon.com slash polyhedron.